I was a rape crisis volunteer. I work with domestic violence victims, and I was a counselor and, and was on, on the hotline. So if there was a rape case, I would go in uh, with the victim to the hospital and be their advocate. Um, tell them what they needed to do. Tell them what was happening so they didn't feel re-victimized by the system. And again, kind of give them their voice in what was happening to them. And if they were a rape victim, if they were a domestic violence victim, their choices were taken away from them. And so it was our job as an advocate to give them some of those small choices back that night. They just felt unheard. They felt like, why would someone do this to me? I, I was minding my own business. I was doing the right thing. They did the wrong thing. And why are they listening to that person more than they're listening to me? I believe our Constitution should give victims a say. And their voice should be heard in our Constitution. By the way, did you know about victims' rights? Welcome back to By the Way, Did You Know? And this week I have one of my colleagues with me, Representative Cheryl Delosier from Cumberland County. Thanks for being here, Cheryl. Hey, thanks for inviting me. So Cheryl has been a, a huge advocate for crimes victims, and this week uh, we've moved a bill that deals with the Crimes Victims Act. And, and, and moving this bill is, is I know, it's something that, that Cheryl's been passionate about, and she's worked on this issue since I've got to the legislature. Uh, so, so, Cheryl, can we talk about uh, your Crimes Victims Bill and, and what that does and how it's going to help crime victims? Sure. Well, thanks, Torn. I appreciate it. Uh, the this week is also Crime Victims Advocacy Week. We had a rally earlier this week um, here at the Capitol talking about those that were victims of crime. And as, as you mentioned, um, this was something that was passionate to me long before I became a legislator. Um, but the idea behind it is truly uh, started as you well know, we did the Marcy's Law, which was the constitutional change. That constitutional change uh, went through the process, uh, about four years worth of work, uh, went into the process and got on the ballot. Uh, that ballot question was uh, overwhelmingly 94 or 74% of the voters, uh, which was about 1.7 million Pennsylvanians voted in favor of it. Um, but the question that was on the ballot was taken to court, um, and the ACLU uh, challenged that the question wasn't asked correctly and the Supreme Court uh, agreed with them and uh, dropped the case. So um, this is kind of a second go at uh, making sure that our victims have a voice in our system. Uh, right now, our, our crime victims uh, are, a, as I say, a piece of evidence in a court case, but they have no voice in the court case. Um, and they have to depend on others, whether it's the prosecutor, um, to allow them to have that voice. And this bill uh, would allow for them uh, to have their own standing and be able to make sure that their rights are asserted, um, and if they are not, they have recourse. And I know, I, I recall back when we were talking about Marcy's Law last session, you know, there was some personal anecdotes folks would, would say where they were a victim and they're walking the grocery store and all of a sudden they're, you know, face to face with their, their the, the person that perpetrated some type of crime upon them. And it, it, it's got to be a traumatic experience. I'm sure you've heard all kinds of stories from folks out there, right? Sure. In 67 counties, there are certainly horrific crimes that we hear about on the news. Um, but there are day-to-day -day crimes that you don't hear about. There are the robberies. There are the burglaries. There are the, you know, the, you get a purse snatched somewhere. You get mailboxes smashed to smithereens with some young kids that are just doing stupid stuff. So not everything rises to the case of headlines that, that are in the news that we hear about. 
but each and every one of them it's a personal attack on them somehow some way and and when you especially when you get the, the bigger crimes ones that that have a, a death a murder um, you know somewhere where you are permanently scarred for the you know rest of your life yes you should have that voice and and sometimes you know we have a victim's bill of rights that are in law right now this bill does not give victims any new rights what it does is it gives you the victim standing to say my rights that I already have were not given to me um, right now unfortunately you would say well wait a minute if you have the bill of rights why doesn't that mean that it would be doable problem is that was victims sometimes you know a prosecutor that could have the best you know intentions and maybe the victim statement just gets overlooked and that's not, you know, I'm not putting that on them. They have a lot on their plate with the prosecutors. But the bottom line is still that victim could then go to the court and and file um, and have a standing and say, I want my voice heard. And this bill allows them to do that because right now they can't. Some of the opponents of this bill have tried to make the argument, well, you know, the criminals, I should say the accused, are, are the ones that we should be focused on in these trials. What's your your, your response to that? Well, I, I wholeheartedly agree with them. Uh, absolutely. If you are accused of a crime, you should get a vigorous defense. That is what's in our Constitution. Many times over, those that are accused are, are mentioned numerous times in our Constitution. But you know what's not mentioned in our Constitution, not even once? the victim of the crime. So folks have come forward and say, well, they're not guilty until they're, you know, the court case is done. Well, you are, are correct, and that is what our ju judicial system allows for. But why is it that the victim can be used as evidence? Their rape kit could be used as evidence. Their statements could be used as evidence. Their past history could be used as evidence. But their voice, their personal ability to say how this impacted them on a day-to-day -day basis, how they no longer can do certain things, how they lost their job, how they lost this, how, how it affected them and how they will, for the rest of their lives, be impacted by a, a crime in some way. But yet they cannot say that. So they are just a body of evidence but have no voice. And to me, that person that is accused, absolutely vigorous defense. But I think the victim who this they wouldn't be in court without a crime having occurred against that individual should have a voice as well. This doesn't take any rights away from the accused. I mean, the, the, this is, and it doesn't even grant party status to the victim. So it's just giving the victims their their right to be heard. And 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 for whatever reason, like you said, if their their voice isn't being portrayed properly in a case, this allows them to defend their own their own rights. And I I, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. What else can we do for victims? Is this the end? I mean, what, what else can we do to give victims their voice in the criminal justice system? First and foremost, I think we need to continually be talking to those that they themselves are victims. We as legislators, and you know this as well as I do, Torn, that we um, res respond many times to our constituencies and those that come in and bring these stories to us. And that is something that's important. You know, are there going to be small pieces of a pie? Absolutely, that we can help victims of crime in certain ways, whether it's grading of offenses, whether it's the, the the timetable you know I've been very active with criminal justice reform and so yes we need to take a look at our probation system yes we need to take a look at at the uh, ability for us to, to change how we send people to prison yes they deserve to, to serve consequences but in that process where's the victim's voice in that as well um, do we need to have life without parole that's a big question right now people are saying that people 
reform. Okay, but we're not going to make that philosophical or that legal change without asking the victim where they stand with that issue. So Marcy's Law, in a constitutional way, I think is, is certainly something that we should continue to advocate for. I think changing, uh, making reforms to criminal justice system is, is very important and something that I'm very passionate about as well um, in the sense that we need to look at both sides of our criminal justice system. Um, and I was very clear with my, my colleagues that I would always be questioning what the victim would say if we make this change. If we, if we change how our probation system is done, if we change how our licensure system is done, if we change clean slate in any way, um, which I was proud to sponsor, you know, and get that done, where does the victim stand? So I think that's a question we need to ask again and again, and we always need to be going back to those that they themselves were that victim. And, and you know, it, it's amazing the forgiveness that victims have. Um, it, it's, you know, and I have to say, quite honestly, um, I don't know that I could in some of the situations that I've seen people say, no, you know what, they've served, you know, a, a X amount of time. And, and I think that's enough that, that their life shouldn't end because of this crime, uh, even if they took a life. Um, you know, some of those families are willing to, to take that step back. And, you know, I, I respect them for that um, because it takes a lot stronger person than many of us to, to be able to do that. So I just think they should be part of the conversation, just like they should have a voice in the system. Well, Representative Lozier, thanks for joining me. Thanks for what you do for victims. Thanks for being their voice in Harrisburg and being their advocate. And, and I look forward to seeing where this bill moves over in the Senate. Well, thank you very much. I hope that the, all senators listening will uh, vote yes and move this to the governor's desk. That's my speech for the day. Thank you. <laughs> this has been By the Way Did You Know. For more content, visit repecker.com slash mypodcasts.